did he really have to lie? I guess. No, he, I mean, he, he, I mean, Craig didn't either, but you know. <laughs> oh, oh my God! Because we know we've seen what Adesanya can do. Oh, we, we see what our lasagna can do. Did you call him our lasagna? Bro, zoom. Yeah. Bro, zoom. Yeah. Bro, zoom. Bro, zoom. Bro, zoom. Bro, don't hurt yourself over there. It's a chicken gun. Local needs Local esophagus shuts it down for everyone. It's something in the water. Yeah, it's a hell. Because we don't, we we don't care. No, I'm not. We 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 do not care. We do not care. And now, no, I'm not speaking French. We really don't care. We've been through a lot. All right. And I don't care. That's a joke. Tell him laugh. Uncle Sam got the bag. Brody Platt will get a whack. Contract. Give me the max. I got laugh on my back. You ain't. Yo, yo, yo. What is going on? This is Unbounded, an extra edition of Unbounded Week. I'm as always the truth. Long me, I got my boy, the outlier Isaac. Long with us today. This is our first time actually doing something like this outside of Duke. We had him on a few weeks ago. Since the day that I don't like to think about, <laughs> um, but we have a, we have our special guest with us today, so I'm going to let him introduce himself. How you doing, fellas? They call me Sticks. I am the world's most famous plaything, coming at you live, large and in charge through the Unabound Podcast. What's going on, fellas? What's going on? What's going on? Now, How's the first time going? I heard about you. <laughs> I was watching the first ever episode of CYN, Control Your Narrative Wrestling, and I was like, this guy sounds very interesting. And then I decided to go ahead and follow you on Twitter, and then I noticed that you were even more of an interesting individual. So I was looking at your bio. You said you are a short guy with cerebral palsy. Um, yes, sir. First thing I want to get to, because I work in the public school system with, and I've dealt with kids that have had cerebral palsy. How has that really motivated you to do things that you want to do in your life? What is, what is your motivation? So I got really lucky in that my cerebral palsy is a mild case. Um, I don't know if this is still true, but when I was born, it was the second most mild case on record. Um, it, you know, it affects my lower, uh, extremities, my legs, uh, my balance, my fine motor skills, things like that. But like, um, being that I grew up kind of with parents that were a generation older than my friends say in school, I kind of had that old school, like rub some dirt on it. It's going to suck anyway. You might as well do what you want to do, uh, mentality. And my parents never really said, Oh, you can't do that. Or you shouldn't do that because you have cerebral palsy. Like I've had doctors tell me that my whole life. Oh, you're not going to walk. You're not, you're going to be stuck in a wheelchair. You're going to do this, this, and this. And like, I've never said, I've never said to myself, Oh, you, you shouldn't try. 
right? Like, no matter what it is, you should always go for it. Even if you fall flat on your face. And trust me, I fall on a regular basis. So, like, getting up is not a big deal, right? Um, what drove you to professional wrestling exactly? You know? Like, why, why professional wrestling? Uh, so wrestling for me, and I, I tell this, I, this is cool because we're talking about control your narrative and, and um, what it's all about. But wrestling honestly saved my life. Kind of a big thing because it's just wrestling, right? But um, I was, I want to say I was 11 years old. And I had just moved to Florida. Uh, and I was in uh, sixth grade and I was... I was um, getting picked on a lot because I was the kid in the wheelchair, but I was in regular ed classes, right? So uh, I was with all the normal kids, if you will. Um, but uh, I was getting picked on a lot. And there was one particular where I was in the bathroom and I got, I was in the handicap stall and some, some fellas came in and they saw the chair under the stall and they held the door shut and they bombed me with wet paper towels, right? But it wasn't water. They had dipped the paper towels in the urinals and they were throwing them over. Right. So I go home and I'm devastated. Like I didn't I didn't tell anybody like you can't tell anybody because it just makes it worse. Right. So I'm in my room and I just I didn't know what to do. I was a new kid. I didn't have any friends. I didn't um, have any real direction, if you will. And I, I wanted I wanted to kill myself. And I was like, that's not the way to be. You got to get out of this funk. You got to get uh, a different mindset. So I had this little TV with on it and I'm flipping through and I see SmackDown on TV. And it's one of like the very first episodes and DX is on TV. And I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And like, it just became like, you know, uh, because of DX, I started, doing research and learning about Ric Flair and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and uh, Ronnie Garvin and like the Four Horsemen and all this stuff. And I told myself at some point in that first initial surge of loving wrestling that I could contribute in some way. Like I didn't know how. Like I thought I could be a manager maybe. And I'm, I think I'm a good manager since the pandemic since the, I knew I could contribute in some way and and I uh, just believed it my whole life. Um, uh, so when you, how did you react when you first got the call to be a part of Control Your Narrative? That was crazy. Um, that's another crazy story. Wrestling for me has been just one crazy bump after another. I was um, the young professor and I have um, been sort of a tag team as commentary for almost three whole years now. Uh, I was in his driveway. I was picking up some gear because I had a, I had a show that weekend and I was picking up some of our gear to go do that show. And I'm sitting in the driveway and he goes, you'll never believe who just called me. And I went, who? He goes, EC3 just called me. He wants us to do work for him. And I said, okay, let's go, you know, and I had sent EC3 messages months prior, just trying to get noticed and try and have a conversation with him. And like, he's always been very cordial to me. Um, you know, he's a, he's a great guy to talk to. You can just reach out to him and talk to him, but I didn't think he knew 
he made the connection, right? So we show up on that Monday to record some stuff for them. And he's like, yeah, you're, you know, you're that guy's been sending me messages, blah, blah, blah. So like, it was just instantaneous. And, you know, um, so when a young professor told me that I, he's literally standing in his driveway about to go do an event, I'm picking up some stuff for the weekend to do an event and kind of blew my mind. Cause I had been hyped about working with them since they showed up on the scene. Did you think that when you first when control when you first heard the concept of controlling your narrative, did you think it would blow? Did you think it would be like a live? Show? Did you expect yourself to do a live show for it? Um, like as far as um, as far as what happened, like did you expect like that show that happened in Dallas? Oh yeah, I mean, I always thought so. I didn't understand what control your nerve was at first, right? I always knew it was going to be something different and avant-garde and, and, and things like that. But um, when they started doing live shows, I was like, Oh, this is, this is where we're going to fit in perfectly because they're going to need people to help tell that story aside from the narrator that you see on the uh, free your narrative specials. Uh, and I think number three is in the can and getting ready to be pr produced and released. But um, the crowds for these shows, I, I, you know, there's a lot of misconception that comes with this company uh, because of some things that EC3 had said on a podcast that was a joke and it got blown out of proportion. And, you know, there were right wing crazy conspiracy like they're all bad guys and we're white supremacists and we hate everybody. But like... I, it's it's such a cool environment and like just to walk in like we we just did a show at tin roof in orlando just to walk in the building and be with these guys and like get this vibe of like everybody wants to tell compelling stories and everybody wants to do it in a way it's genuine it's not just like wrestling centric you know what i mean like it's not well it's kayfabe brother blah 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 no it's like real stories that affect people and and make you feel and make you think and make you go home and go, well, how can I tell my story in a genuine way that makes sense? You know? And I think because of a lot of the early misconceptions about, oh, it's just a bunch of weird guys that want to be wrestling terrorists. Like that's not, that's not at all what it is. And if you just deep, uh, not even deep dive, just dive into it a little bit, you'll understand that. And I think that's the thing that Isaac and I have been saying. We have been on multiple occasions up here have talked about how we see the negative connotation that comes with CYN. And it's like you see a lot of these issues everywhere else, but it seems like the joke always comes down to here. But when you actually sit down and watch it, it's quite the experience that you don't see on any other t on any other wrestling show, and that's why I feel like I enjoy. And I think. What I mean. Go ahead. Yeah, and I think that's what makes it cool. It's like it's not your typical like, you know, wrestling show. It's not going to be, you know, these short five minute, you know, matches that are predictable, right? So much of wrestling now is predictable because everybody knows what wrestling is um 
but I think the way that they're telling stories, I'm sorry, we, the way that we're telling stories is compelling and different and it's gritty and it's more of what wrestling used to be, which is a fight. It's supposed to be a fight between two people or four people for whatever reason, whether it's a blood feud, whether it's a title, whether it's whatever, it's supposed to look like a genuine fight. And I think this emotionally like a fight for these guys, because if you watch any of the free, the narratives, it's all these guys coming to terms with who they are as people and how they want to tell their stories as human beings and interact in the world. Uh, that was one of the things I liked about it. I liked the one thing I love about professional, not just control your narrative, but professional wrestling is the realism you can add to it. And control your narrative has more realism than I think any other company because of the fact that like in the, during the special, as each per as everybody was coming out, every single person, the narrator had something for him, which I love because I have the people, I'm not going to lie to you, have those people in the, in the, in the special I'd never heard of, you know, I think we saw one guy, one guy, ECW. yeah, his, uh, I can't think of it. Project X, isn't it? Yes, that, that's exactly and what his name was. It was, it was so funny because we saw him in a different light because when we saw him, I have a funny story about him when he was at the independent show and he was doing his thing and I, I just kind of played along with it. But the moment he was out there, I was like, I looked the eyes. I was like, this guy's good. Yes. And we both even said, we would saw him the first time. We're thinking that guy has something to him. You know, like he's, he's got potential. And then when we saw him at, on the control your narrative show, we're thinking like there, there it is, you know, there he is getting that opportunity that we hoped he get the last time we saw him. And the fact that we heard the, you know, the backs, like I said, the, I love my favorite part easily of the show was the backstories for every single person that came out there because now some of them I kind of knew, like I knew Vincent, I knew killer cross, you know, I'm actually, he's a huge fan of his, you know, I knew some of that. I knew, um, I knew, uh, Scott, um, well, Scotty too hottie, but I can't remember can't remember the I name he went by in the, in the show. So what? his real name, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you see what I'm saying? I, I knew that. But it was like and then I knew um sure Adam Sure and then uh Eric Redbeard. You know, I knew those guys. But then the fact that I got introduced to a whole slew of people that now I'm even more curious and fodder, you know, fodder too. You know, I got introduced to even more people. Now I'm just like, okay, now I'm even more curious. And now I just holding my breath for the next one. And so that, and, and that, that's the best part. That's the best part. That's so good to hear um, because that's what we want. You have all this talent, all these guys, even myself and young professor, like we, yeah, we've been like, around Florida. We've been around Georgia. We've been around, you know, the Southeast, but like, nobody knows who we are. Right. Um, but like, you talk about guys like fodder guy that guy's been a bona fide uh rapper producer he's got his own supplement company he you know the guy is a hustler and not only that but he's a hell of an athlete and he's only Absolutely. been in the business now i think less than two years i want to say but like still look at him you know what i mean look look what he's doing look look at his body of work he's all over north carolina south carolina wherever he can get booked um He's booked, and it's because of control your narrative. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I just know I, I really, I, I'm, 
I, I, I'm looking forward to see what else you guys have. That's for sure. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Me too. Definitely. Man. Me too. Definitely. <laughs> like, like after the um, I'm even I'm even trying to go to one at one point because because yeah, uh, I gotta see I gotta experience it in person. You know, and wasn't didn't they have? I know one thing that caught it didn't really catch headline. It caught kind of caught headlines about how they said they had a rant room <laughs> where you where you could go in and uh, you could. You could say things about like about uh, a certain about whatever talent was there, and they had to take it. And I think, and I think Austin Aries went in there, and then they said nobody nobody showed up or whatever. What what was the what was the deal with what was up with that? So if you buy a VIP ticket to a Control Your Native show, they have what's called the Rant Room, and you can cut you can cut a three minute promo on any wrestler you want as a fan. And that wrestler would stand there and take it and promo back with you and stuff like that. There was one guy. There was one guy that did it. And he bought a VIP ticket just so he could cut a uh, promo on Austin Aries. And this dude, and you'll see him in the special. He's up on the stage. He's a big man. He's just a big dude just sitting on the corner of the stage. But he paid a lot of money just to cut a uh, promo on Austin Aries. I think only because Austin Aries is a vegan. So I don't know if that was, like, the shoot reason why he wanted to cut the promo on it. But, like... I, you know, just a, a fat guy wanted to cut a vegan promo on a vegan guy. So that, that was kind of cool. Because <laughs> my thing, I thought it was a really good idea because yeah. we live in a society now, and sorry, Father, I had to say it, but where people can say what they want to say behind a computer screen. So you see a lot of times where I've seen it with my own eyes, how people have crap jokes about EC3 for just bringing in guys like Austin Aries. They said things about Austin Aries. They said things about Fodder because he had a match against uh, Gunner. That's how I kind of introduced the Fodder. And so they say all these things, but if you give them the opportunity to say it to your face, it's like they, they get jumbled up in the mouth. They just... They don't know what to say after that. Well, and and a lot of fans, like a lot of fans get in these modes where they think that they can cut a promo, right? And we talk for a living. So we, this is what we do. So talking exponentially off the, off the cuff, off the top of the head is easy for us because that's what we do, right? But if you get a fan in a situation where they're in front of a guy that's a genuine bona fide star and they want to say what they want to say, chances are, 99% of the time, it's not going to come out the way they want. Right. You know, whether yeah. it's on Twitter or in person or in video, whatever. Right. And I, I love that we're giving fans the opportunity to just say what they want to say. And there's so much talent that you haven't even seen yet that I think, like, if you watch uh, uh, Free the Narrative 3, there's going to be a feature on a guy. Uh, named Bobby DDT. And his name is Bobby Fonta. He's been a friend of mine for as long as I've been in the business. He's a great dude. His story, I'm not going to give you any spoilers, but his story is great, <laughs> and I can't wait for his story to be told. And they gave him the name Bobby DDT, and he, the kid is over at shows. Like, they tell his story at shows, and, like, 
the crowd in Orlando was was hot for him, man. He was in the main event with Adam as a tag team, and they went up against these three. It was great, man. It was. I can't wait for you guys to see it. I can't wait. I'm excited for it. Um, did you? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, do you? I'm trying to figure out how to word this. The fact that it is set up like Fight Club, essentially. Do you think that gives it, and I know this is kind of a redundant, it's going to sound like a redundant answer, but do you think this, do you think the fact that it's set up like Fight Club adds a unique flavor to it? You know what I mean? Like just the way. Oh, 100%. You know? Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. Where else do you see that? I mean, I know they tried it on Raw with uh, whatever Raw Underground, whatever that was, right? But, yeah. uh, but you know, when you see, um, even at a live show, they'll do it. It's called Fight Pit, right? And they put all the prospects around the ring, right? And then they'll have a match and somebody will jump in and they'll fight. It's like The whole thing with Control Your Narrative is if you want to be here, you have to fight. You have to. If you want to tell your story, if you want the right to tell your story the way you want to tell your story, you have to fight. And a lot of people don't get it yet, and that's okay. It's not supposed to be an instantaneous thing. It's like vegetables, man. They grow on you, right? Yeah. Look at that. He's getting calls right in the middle. Yeah. He's busy. He's a busy dude. Oh, my gosh. But Big time. So outside of CYN, what are some of the things that you are very are into? Because I, I know you already told me about that you're a DJ. My apologies. Oh, you're good. You're good, baby. Big time. Got to make them calls. Got to make that money. Yeah, so I'm a strip club DJ by trade, right? Um, that's what I do um, most, most days of the week. But also... I, you know, I do shows in Florida. I do shows in Georgia. I We just did River City Wrestling Con, one of the biggest wrestling cons in the Southeast. Uh, I got to do a um, a panel with the Road Dog and Billy Gunn. Got to sit down with DDP. Got to hang out with Booker T for a little bit. And got to call 14 great matches over two days. So, like, um, aside from, you know, just wrestling I, I host other events i've done trivia um but uh yeah I, that's how i make my money strip club strippers pay my bills <laughs> make that money it's all it's always ways to make it out there so yeah any any way you can do it make it oh 100 you and that's the thing like i i love trying to get this message across because people for a long time in wrestling when I would walk into a locker room, I'd get sideways looks. People would be like, who is this make-a-wish kid trying to, what is, you know, what are you going to do for us, big man, right? Just limping, gimping, pimping my way in the door. And then we'd do the show and whatever they'd make me do, whether whether I started ringing the bell, whether I, whether I ran lights, whether I ran music, whether I did commentary, whether I managed. By the end of that show, everybody came up and shook my hand and said, man, I didn't know you could do that. That's the point. Whoever you are, whatever you are, if there's something you want to do, if there's if there's a goal you have for yourself, don't be afraid to go get it. Like, just try. And half of 
success is effort. So if you put in the effort, whatever it is, chances are you'll be at least a little bit successful. What's a, I keep seeing this old saying, what's the saying you miss a, a, a 100% of the shots you don't take? You know? That's right. Wayne Gretzky, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you must be a hockey person. I, yeah, I, well, I spent some time in Chicago. It's a, it's a forced perspective. We don't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so for anybody that could be possibly wanting to make that jump into professional wrestling, whatever aspect they want to look at it, what would you tell somebody looking to work in? Find a good school, first of all. Get trained. Um, there's a lot of, like, I, I've taken bumps. I've taken, you know, I've, I know how to throw a punch. I know how to take a kick. I know how to, you know, uh, work work a match, per se. I may never have a five-star Dave Meltzer burn the house down deal, but, um, you know, I know I know enough to, to understand what it is. Uh, so get trained by somebody who knows what they're doing and can teach you psychology, first of all. No matter what you want to do, whether it's production, whether it's photography, whether whatever aspect of the business, understand the business first. Because I think a lot of times, and I have a lot of, I don't want to say contempt, but like fans think they know because they watched a documentary or a special on the network, but you don't know until you live it, right? It's like having cerebral palsy. I can try to explain to you what having cerebral palsy is but unless you live it unless you try to take a step with these janky ass legs you're not gonna get it right so right. if you want to be in the business whatever aspect of it get trained first and then isolate yourself on whatever part of the business you want to be successful at that's what was that point very good very nice um do you how, do you see how far do you think you want control your narrative to go? Because I see it going like I'm looking at years down the line. Like I want this. I never want oh, this. Oh, I agree. End. Yeah, I you agree know? 100%. I think it can be another major brand. I really do. I genuinely believe that. I think uh, there are some things we need to tweak and, and make better. And there's always room to grow and improve. But I think we're on the precipice of seeing a shift in the business. The, the return to telling compelling stories and not just talking about moves and stars and all that bullshit, right? The point of wrestling, the whole point of wrestling is to grab you and hold you and tell you a story that connects with you. And that's what Control Your Narrative is all about. It's about a bunch of guys who everybody thinks is not good enough. The, the, the everybody that is professional wrestling, everybody thinks is not good enough, but they're going out there and they're having some of the best matches I've ever seen. They're telling some of the best stories I've ever seen. They're gripping people and they don't even know it. Right. I was at a show with some of the boys a couple weeks ago. We did a charity show with uh, Elijah Burke for, his charity, the Love Alive charity that helps uh, homeless people in Jacksonville. And we were sitting 
there talking and I go, you guys don't know how many people are seeing what we're doing and talking about it and thinking about it and becoming fans, whether you know it or not. Right. And like you guys, right. I had reached out to you guys in March and then Duke, you know, Hey, you know, these guys want to talk to you. All right, let's go. You know, and I certainly genuinely appreciate the platform. I think you guys are doing great work and keep Thank you. doing what you're doing. Thank you. Greatly appreciate it. And anytime it. I can jump on, please, you know, say the word. Absolutely. Um, well, I one last question. Um, the oh, fact that, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the fact that um, the fact that control your narrative has brought in the people that it has. That fact, you. That's how I know the fact that the gravity this company holds. Because you guys have, had, I know, like the first control your narrative had Matt Cardona fresh off his WWE run. You know, and we saw what that did. And then on top of that, and free the narrative too, you had you had uh, Adam Shirt. And then on top of that, a lot of people don't know, you had 2.0. Um, and then you also had uh, Matt Taven in there. And oh, and Moose. Matt in the Taven first is one. hilarious. I, <laughs> I believe it. I No, I believe that too. And like I so said, you had Vincent in the second one as well. And, and at the Control Your Narrative show, at the live show. So I'm thinking definitely... With the people you're bringing in, it's the pl- the platform's only going to get bigger. And this is not me. I, I don't really think there's a question. This is just me, like, just basically saying how I'm just saying how much I love you. Love it. I love all of this. I really do. Like, I, the fact that we got what we have, where we're at, where it's at right now, I only want this to go, to go on. Right. Like, and that's, I've seen what Isaac. I say this about everything because even when we're talking about sports, I love a good story. Yes. Something I can watch wrestling, but if I don't understand what the story is, I just feel like I'm just watching two guys wrestle. And what I love about CYN is it just gives you that story and it just draws you in. And so I appreciate what everybody that is involved with Control Your Narrative is doing. Everybody. Every single person. Everybody. So. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, it's definitely one of those things where, like, you, I never thought – I, you know, you, you reach out and you try. You want to be a part of it. But I never thought we would genuinely get a shot. And when we did um, – and then the feedback we got afterwards from the network, from, from Pro Wrestling TV. PWTV is free on every platform. So download it and watch it. Um, all of the free your narrative specials are there. The Dallas special is there. We're working on all of the live shows that we've done already, putting them together to do more commentary and things like that. Uh, and then if you want to understand, and this is for not just you guys, but, but, um, the people as well, if you want to understand control your narrative, as far as what the, the genesis of the company is and what we're trying to do. The podcast, the Control Your Narrative video podcast is on Pro Wrestling TV. Go watch some of those episodes. Go watch some of those the interview with Adam Shear, the, the interview with uh, Matt Taven. Uh, and he does a segment with this guy, Stacey Alexander, the Space Cowboy. If you guys don't know about the Space Cowboy, oh, oh yeah. you guys that, are missing that, out. There's a dude I was thinking of at the show. I couldn't – I remember that he did that talk segment at the show, right? Yep. 
Yep. Yeah. 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 I was one of the most I've entertaining think of his names you'll ever come across. I swear. He's one of my very best friends in the business. He's he's hilarious. Okay. And he does a segment with Matt Taven, and they go back and forth. <laughs> Just go watch it. Pro Wrestling TV. Go watch it. Go watch it. I'm definitely going to check it out. I'm definitely going to check it out. I'm going to check it out. Um, well, I mean, I... I, I just gotta say I'm I'm glad you could join us. That's for sure. That's for sure. I'm glad you took time to. I'm be honored. Here. Man. This is really cool. Um, I appreciate it. I'm like sorry. I said, it was a couple minutes late. I'm... No, you're it's good. Um, Great. I'm really glad that it's thrive. Your the company is thriving. You know what I mean. Um, I don't see like I. I always tell. I, I'm mainly telling him like. You know, whenever somebody brings up control your hand, I was like, here they go trying to bring it down for some reason. And they don't even and they're just out here trying to exist. You know what I mean? Like, let them exist. You know, at the end of the day, if nobody if nobody's talking down on you, are you really doing something? So the more you start seeing people talking down, right. you, I feel like you are you're, you're doing something right. Yes, absolutely. I absolutely. think. um <laughs> I think, and this is so wrestling-centric, but I think Triple H said it one time, actually, in a promo. He's like, look, if you're trying to be great and nobody hates you, you're not ever going to be great. So, and I saw this on Twitter. We we released the live special, and <laughs> immediately there was a Doritos commercial in the special because we have actual commercials in the special, which I think is freaking dope. Um but uh, there was a Doritos commercial or, or a Taco Bell commercial for D- Doritos Locos Tacos in the in the special, and I saw a comment on Twitter. Oh, look at Taco Bell! They don't know that CYN is right leaning and uh, conservative crazy people. And I was like, that's not even close to what. That's not even you're you're not paying attention. You know, if you're going to criticize us, at least get it right. You know. Which I, I've never understood that because even beforehand, I knew that EC3 was, he had so many different people it, that were in, involved. You talk about fodder. We talked about uh, Cross. Uh, Para. Para. Yes, Para too. Para's involved. Para. And so there's so many different ways of life. And even before the special came out, it was a whole conversation of where were the black people? And then the, then the live show I'll comes out. Right right off the top of my head. Dante Smiley. Dante Smiley is an amazing yeah. talent. Cause I even shouted him out while watching the show. And he, you saw how many people were saying, wow, this dude is good. And so again, CYN, and it's not. He's even better live, man. Up close and personal. You're not, you're not, don't talk about me about it. And that's what CYN is doing. They're not, you know, oh, we, we have all these people. No, we're going to show you. And that's yeah. the thing, too. His EC3's whole thing all the time. If you want to be a part of Control Your Narrative, all you got to do is knock on the door. All you got to do is reach out to him. He'll talk to anybody. He's a different dude. He's, he's different. I'm going to tell you that straight from go. But if you know how to talk to him and you come to him correct with respect, he will help you. He will do anything he can to help you, whoever you are in wrestling. You want to be a part of Control Your Narrative? Reach out. 
there might not be a, sp- a spot for you today, tomorrow, next week, but there'll be a spot for you if you genuinely want to be a part of the, you know, the movement. And that's what I feel like it is. It's a movement. He seems he just seems like a really cool person if you really get to know him. And then I've always been drawn he, in just he, by his create creative creativity from the moment he got the release from WWE. And that first video that he dropped, I was like, he's got something. And it's going to I'm, he I'm and the narrator JC are uh, some of the most creative people I've ever been around. Uh, and I didn't mean to cut you off there. I'm sorry. You could, you could, you could. Uh, but he, like, just listening to them and learning from them gives you a different perspective, not just on wrestling, but life. You know, they've been through so much. Both of them, they have such compelling stories. If, you know, uh, if if you ask EC3 why he's got a scar on his stomach, he'll tell you. And it's a crazy story, you know, from being a kid and all this crazy stuff he went through. But he is... A deep, deep pool, man. You got to be ready to swim if you're going to hang with EC3. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is... I, I lost my train of thought. Oh, my, that's bad. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so. What's that? I lost my train. I was it. I'm sorry. I lost my train of thought, and that's bad. That's bad for an interview. I feel oh, so okay. bad. <laughs> It's um, all good. I'm here looking um, pretty. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, Who was the biggest personality that you probably haven't talked about that you probably encountered while doing this? I don't know if I can say. I don't know. If, I don't know if we're ready to say yet. Um, I think just a couple minutes I had with him backstage was pretty cool was Adam Shear. Just not even like, it, you know, everybody knows Titan. Everybody knows uh, Braun Strowman. Like he's a, he's another one that's just different. They're just different. And that's the thing about wrestling, especially indie wrestling. Um, a lot of guys want to be wrestlers. A lot of guys want to be, in the business there's a difference between a wrestler and a professional wrestler there is a difference it's a different level you have to walk a certain way and I, for me i just sort of how walk how i walk but you know what i mean there's a way you dress there's a way you talk there's a way you present yourself there's just an air about these people and if you want to be on that level you have to be ready to play at that level a lot of guys want to just be wrestlers and do flips and say they had a match, right? But, like, I want to be great at this. I don't just want to be another indie guy. I don't want to just say I was a wrestler and in the business and all this stuff. I want to be great. And to be around people like Adam Shear, like EC3, to get to learn from guys like Carlito and um, Booker T and DDP and all those guys I mentioned earlier, you, if you don't take away from that, you don't belong. And that's just how it is. And I'm saying that as a guy who people look at on a regular basis and go, that guy doesn't belong here until I do what I do. And then they go, holy crap, I didn't know that gimpy son of a bitch could do that. 
you never know so you find out. That's facts. Yeah, right. That's facts. Show up but and show yeah. out. That's the whole point. And oh, definitely. Oh, go ahead. No, I, I'm. I basically have nothing else for you. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I got. I'm good. I'm just saying. I just hope y'all, y'all. I'm looking forward to the go to the moon, man. I'm, I'm really looking forward to everything that is coming with control your narrative. Now that I know you are even more out there with your stuff outside of CYN, I'm looking forward to seeing more of that. Just seeing people get that opportunity and then getting their name out there to build their base and seeing that there's more than just the two big wrestling companies. It's more than just WWE, AEW, Impact, ROH, and things like that. So it's just an exciting thing. Um, how can people uh, get in contact with you? Social media. Really easy. Okay, All of my social media is the same. Um it's uh, Sticksman92 everywhere. Uh, Facebook is Sticks, the world's most famous play thing. Uh, but Instagram, Twitter, all that, Sticksman92, real simple, S-T-I-X-M-A-N-9-2. Tpublic.com, uh, I have merch. Sticksfix is the page. Buy some T-shirts. Uh, put your boy over, if you will. Uh, Pro Wrestling TV, watch all the stuff. You know, jump on the product. Tell us what you think. If you don't like it, tell us you don't like it. If you love it, tell us you love it. If you think we need to change some things, tell us you think we need to change some things. Opinions are valued in the narrative. That's what it's all about. Definitely. Definitely. Well, it's been great having you, man. Um, definitely, we will be looking forward to seeing you again. This will, this will not be the last time you join us on the podcast, so definitely we'll have you up again. Yay! So. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we'll get up out of here. Peace, love, pot, sorry, sorry. Remember to drink your water. Um, see y'all on the next one. Uh, sliding in like a wet flow. Already fried from the get go. Alligators look like gecko. Everything I do.